Hello. Welcome in. So glad you're here. This is the podcast Builder versus Buyer. I'm the host, Adam Steiner. This podcast is a place to mediate the divide between builders and buyers and hopefully get a little bit better information out there so we can all understand each other better, so we can make the home building process a little bit better, a little more um, educational for everybody and have everybody be a happy camper. If you are listening to this episode for the first time, again, glad you're here. I will be honest with you. I'm never going to be the most polished podcast host. We're not going to do all the the perfect algorithm stuff. The podcast might be released on a different time at, at different days of the week. And some weeks I might just skip it altogether with little to no warning. But hey, you're here. I'm glad. Today, I have an awesome guest. Great guy. I won't spend too much time introducing him now because I'm going to get into that when the interview starts. Podcast secret, sometimes these are pre-recorded, so I will just put the clip in right when I'm done talking. So here we go. Here's Matt. Hello and welcome in. I have with me today Matt Bloomquist of Build, Learn, Teach on Instagram. Um, Matt, how's it going? How are you doing today? Good, good. We uh, It's President's Day, so we get a day off. And actually, we just had two snow days before the weekend, so I'm on a five-day weekend. So it was, it was nice. a nice recovery catch-up moment after coming off IBS there last week. That's awesome. So IBS, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, International Builder Show, that's where I met Matt. Um, I was hanging around the Huber Woods booth, and they were doing a Best of Social Awards. And so Matt was up on stage, won the award for, what was it? What, which one was it? Um, the 2022 Community Builder Award. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and so I had just heard of Matt from that moment. Um, Matt is actually running a shop class where he teaches kids through the physical act of building a real home that gets built and sold through, what is it, a, a year of school, correct? Uh, yeah, this one will probably take us probably a year and a semester, so about a year and a half of school time. That's awesome. So yeah, let, um, how did you get into that? Why did you start? Like, what was the process to getting getting down that path? Um, so I, I went to college. I got degrees. I did that stuff. Um, I always was handy and built, liked to build stuff. And when uh, I would come home in the summers, I'd work for a contractor. That was a family friend. Uh, I never looked at it as a real job or career path. Uh, it was just something I liked to do in a hobby. And back in, you know, when we were younger, if you wanted the jobs that paid $10 or better, um, you know, with minimum wage being hovering around six, you had to go, you know, work on the farms or work for the contractors in town. So I, I liked doing that. I liked working, you know, use my hands and use my body to work. So it's kind of how I got into it. Um, I never took building trades when I was in high school, even though we had the program in high school that I, I currently teach. Uh, but I graduated college. I called up Dave, my former boss and said, Hey, I just graduated. I graduated in December. I said, I don't really know what path I'm going to go down still, but if you need help, I'll come and work with, keep working with you, uh, until something comes up. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And, uh, unfortunately he was battling cancer while we were working together. And so a couple of years later, it caught up, caught back up with them. And then I ended up finding myself, uh, and that, by this point, I, I had really started diving into reading the blueprints and understanding everything and wanting to know everything about the build from, you know, digging the foundations to finishing it off. 
So Dave was a great, great mentor. Unfortunately, the cancer caught back up with them. He got sick. So I found myself, we had just started doing a build, a new build custom house. And me and one other guy are on the job site and I'm running the job site by my hospital bed. Uh, and that definitely gave me the confidence to know I could do this by myself. So uh, once he unfortunately passed away, me and a buddy that was doing concrete said, hey, let's start a business. We did that. We got through the recession. By the time we got through the recession, we were burnt out. He had an opportunity to on a manufacturing job as his family was growing with another child and his wife wanted to cut back hours. So he needed better benefits and things. And I said, hey, man, take it. I'm open to jobs. At that time, I had started um, dating my wife who already had four children. And so my life was getting busier. And she's like, you know what? There's going to be a teaching job uh, maybe in a year or so out at the prison. She was doing part-time nursing at the prison here locally. Um, and you could do the construction class. And I was like, oh, I, I go, I think I'd actually like to do that. Well, about two weeks later, that job opened up. Um, and so I applied. I started working for Lakeland College, teaching construction occupations at the Teville Correctional Center. And did that for about four years. And then the job opened back up up here at the at the high school here in Taylorville. And my principal, who was my, actually my athletic director when I was in high school, called up and said, you want to make the switch over? And I said, I get a raise, plus I get summers off. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. So at the time, we didn't have the house building program. It got shut down for a while. Um, but the plan was when I came in to bring it back, we thought it was going to happen about this time frame here, about five years after being there. Um, but on the third year, me being there, so 2019, we relaunched it. Um, we got that house 27 done in even through COVID and remote learning. And now we're work halfway through house 28. That's so cool. Uh, so how many kids are in the class? Like how big of a, um, how big of a group is it? So we try to max it out about 30. So we have a morning session and after afternoon session there's since well there can be 15 in the morning 15 in the afternoon is what we try to keep at i think this year i'm at 14 in the morning session and 12 in the afternoon or no down to 11 one person moved so we have uh what is that 25 students in the program currently that's awesome and how did you get into building a home in the community versus like I don't know. You've seen a lot of shop classes have like the, the warehouse area in the back of the school. They build a little shed or lean to or something like how did it, how did it come about to build a house? Uh, well, the program got started back in 69. So this is something that's always kind of been there. Uh, in fact, there was a lot of these programs around in our area and actually. And um, so that's how it kind of got started. And when it got closed down, everyone was pretty mad in the community about it so bringing it back wasn't overly difficult just time came the time came to get the funding to restart it um for us to build at the school we we don't have a big shop like our wood shop is very small um our we, we don't have a big warehouse to build in or anything so we we don't have that actually we just don't have the option to really do any other thing except yeah go to their job site um now we could do the parking lot thing where um I know um, Frank Cacavell out in New Jersey that he's doing him and his students build a habitat house like that. They, they actually built two sections in the parking lot. So it takes up, you know, I don't know, maybe half a dozen or so parking spaces. Um, but it was one of those things where for us, the timing really came because our 
town got hit by a tornado in 20 December of 2017. So we were on a really big rebuild, remodel, um, you know, new roofs, new siding, new, you know, how, you know, this section of town was getting everything new, not a lot of only a few complete levels and rebuilds, um, for the community. But, um, we had a lot that, uh, a realtor had, had an old rental house and the tree fell and crushed it. And he's like, like, I'll just donate you the lot. So it was just one of those things where the opportunities all were, uh, just clicking at the right time, I guess, to kind of recover from the tornado, uh, get this program go back and going. And so that that's kind of how we got back into the, and we had a very generous donator come and say, Hey, here's $200,000. You guys get this going again. So that's we so did. cool. I, I think like, I think it's really neat to see the passion and industry around what you're doing. Um, the amount of people that uh, have worked with you on these projects have uh, listened to some other stuff and obviously follow you. So like it, anybody familiar with the home building industry, you're following Matt Reisinger and Steve Bazek and Jake Bruton. Like all these guys are donating time, drawings, advice. Like I think it's so cool to see the industry recognize the need and, and gap for skilled trades and also like to invest in them. Like, Oh man, it's just such, such an awesome project that gets me like fired up. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah. they, I tell you what, they've especially getting into the building science and high performance building, especially Jake and Steve. They, they were my first two connections, and you know, right there at uh, before we started the house building program. So they, they I mean, they've been on, on, you know, I guess in my corner from day one of us building houses. And in fact, Jake will be on the job site here in a oh. I'm going to say within the next two or three weeks, lower door test with the kids. And then, um, we'll, the whole, the build show crew will be down here. Network crew will be down here doing some filming. Oh, that's so us, cool. I guess up here. Um, so yeah, they, yeah. It's, I got connected to the right people at the right time. And yeah, they're, they're net, they're, they opened their network to me, which has been. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a good lesson too, for like shop teachers and, and local high schools. Like, ask people like there are people in your community that want to help and probably just oh, don't yeah. know that there's need. Um, yeah. I would bet most trades and people in the industry would be happy to teach because it's especially people that are making content. Like we get the value of teaching and what it does for our businesses. Like it's, it's yeah. just a good um, combination all the way around. So yeah. Yeah. And then um, you throw the students in there and then it, it's always a win, win, feel good kind of thing. So yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it serves a purpose. It's not just for the show of Instagram and stuff. It, you know, it's actually serving a purpose. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned, um, getting paired up with, with Steve and Jake early on. And obviously Steve is probably one of the nation's foremost experts on high performance homes. Like how did you, what chicken or the egg, what happened first? Why did you get into high performance design? Um, you know, you could just build, any code minimum house like why why go that route uh so for me i'm very competitive with myself um and it, i like trying new cool things so we had a business even when i worked for dave like he had an article in fine home buildings like hey on this remodel or whatever we're gonna try something all right cool let's try it you know so i was always up for that plus i get i get bored easily too so 
if I'm doing the same thing that, that I loved working at the prison and teaching at the prison problem is that a prison every single day is very much the same. In my class, we had a lot of that. That's where things got mixed up and yeah, do different things, but the routine was very much the same. And I could feel that wearing on me um, with building houses. What's fun for me is obviously I'm not as fast as everyone else. So each time I get to try something different. So I was always kind of watching what was going on in the like, sustainable building and things like that. Um, you know, I'm, I've never described myself as, you, you know, I, I like building, building better and building science side because it's, I think it's the way you should. And I think it is building better. And I think it's just an extra good bonus that, you know, it helps reduces energy and help with saving the earth and things like that. So I always say, uh, I, I just do that because that's how we should do it. I'm not really, I guess you could say hippie, uh, hippie or granola enough. <laughs> that wasn't my motivation. Like a lot of times this gets, you know, tied to, um, you know, when it comes down to it's science, right. It, it just it is proven to work better. Now with Steve and Jake, I was, I had just, Oh, fine home building. I saw Steve build a house and fine home building did a video highlight on it through the build. And I thought it was so cool that it was a passive house and this house, not only it, produced its own power it also produced enough power to charge the homeowner and wife's cars it also because of the system set up there and i think they were uh massachusetts maybe i forget northeast you could send extra power that you use to anybody on the grid and so his like sister-in-law was on his grid so now he was making his, his house made his own power his energy efficient it was comfortable he was making to charge his cars he was sour credits to his his family i was just like like i, I just think that's cool that a house can i mean we this is our biggest yeah, investment right. in our life why not make it the the best return on investment as we can so that's how i got started following steve um about the time i read an article that jake bruton had done about air sealing i was like oh my super simple i could do that well then soon after that hit um, I was, then they approached the school approached me about starting the house building program again. And Steve just happened to post a detail and I was like, and I, on Instagram and I said, Oh, Steve, thanks for posting that. I'm going to steal that and borrow it and show my class this. He messaged back in the comments saying, Oh, what do you, you know, what you guys doing over there? And so that kind of started the dialogue between us. And then I saw that he was working with Jake Bruton soon after that on projects and Jake's only three hours away from me in Columbia, Missouri. And actually I think Jake and I both went to university of Missouri at the same time, but we didn't know each other because um, that's where I went to school. So I was like, Oh, I drive over there and meet up with Jake. So I reached out to Jake the weekend before we started school back up and building the house. He walked me through uh, what is actually his house in his in-laws house, showing me these details. And he was just like, Hey, you know, whatever you need or want, you know, as far as advice, he's like, you know, I, I can't, he's, his business is big enough where he's going to donate, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to us, but he's like, I'll get you connected to whoever you need to, you know, we, we can get you, you know, if you have any questions on any of these details, you just call me. I'm like, awesome. And then Steve, same way. He's like, Hey, start posting and sharing. And those two are really big about encouraging me to start sharing and posting on Instagram. They're like, you know, share what you're doing on Instagram. 
He's like, we'll make sure tag us and we'll make sure anything you put down is correct. Or you, you know, set it right or show it right. Or it's fixed or whatever. He's, you know, cause one time Steve's like, not that we did something wrong. He's like, Hey, if you go back and do this, I forget what it was. I think it was something with an iOS layout thing. He's like, you know, change it, this detail. He's like, it'll work better and, and it'll be easier for later down the road. And it, it was, you know, and what was nice is, yeah. you know, you'll have Jake and Steve texting or calling to tell me these things, you know, and it wasn't like it was all the time, but to have them in my back pocket gave a lot of confidence. And then, you know, of course their network just kept opening up other doors and um, getting connected with Travis Brungart and then the BSM beer crew. And, you know, I mean, I can name drop all day long, which is so exciting. Um, But now the goal is for me to introduce more teachers to those guys and bring, you know, and hopefully us, we get more of these programs going. So that's how that started. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I think, it, you know, I, I could see the reluctance on your part of for not sharing like, hey, I'm, I'm you know, the goal isn't to get a, an Instagram following, right? I'm teaching kids at school. But like, I think to their point, it's so important to share because you're showing a pathway for other other shop teachers that like didn't have this this thought in their heads. And now it's it's a model you put out that like, I think you need to share, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Do your uh, back to high performance homes? Do your do your kids get excited about like? Do they know the difference between high performance and and standard construction? Do they get excited about it? The ones who, I mean, it's it's like every classroom. You got kids that get super excited about it. It's kids who are just there to not be at school, They'd rather be on the job site. Other kids just trying it out thing. So um, the, you always have those kids that kind of do get excited, and really dive into it. So I've had a few of those guys. Um, once we do the blower doors. It's hard to, and um, I'm coming up with some different ideas to help show this early on too. It's hard It's hard for kids to understand an airtight house until you put a blower door on it and you can put a measurement, right? Like to them right now, it's just building a house and they threw some extra caulk and tape in some places. So to them, yeah. it's, it's just building, right? I mean, we all do that as builders no matter what. Even So... Um, Obviously, we talk about why we're doing these details that we're doing them. You know, why are we putting this extra sealant at the sill plates? Why are we put a tape around the bottom from our foundation, you know, for an extra, you know, kind of a belt and suspender approach down there? Uh, you know, why are we run these extra beads of places? So I, I, we, under, we talk about, you know, air movement, you know, moisture control, things like that, vapor control. And as we go along, but they really won't see until they see that number on the blower door. They know the other house had a really low blower door number score. Like our very first one that we did with Jake was 0.57 or what? It was right underneath 0.6 ACH 50. So yeah, before wow. we poked a whole bunch of holes in it, we were, you know, hitting right there at passive, passive house standards. So they know there's a number to beat. And we talk about that, to try to make the competition with the kids, right? Let's be better than the other house. Uh, we put the blower door on there and either fog the rog the house or take the infrared imaging camera around and start seeing air leaks and stuff. And then once we plug them, they go away. And maybe that number, ju- you know, changes on the blower door. They 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 don't really get that part because right there they're too they're too green. So to them right now, yeah. the nice thing is to them this is just building a house, and they don't know any other way. Now of course we'll yeah. send them out, and I'm sure somebody else will say, oh, you don't need to do that. But, um, at least they'll understand, understand and see why. And um, so, yeah, I'm trying to work on ways to for kids to actually see and get excited. 
Um, but usually once that blower door comes, then whenever every time we poke a hole in there, you know, put in lights or running wires, or even for this one, we'll put in our windows, but we don't, we don't even have our windows in. Then they usually are like, Oh, you make sure that's taped or make sure that's sealed because they don't want, they don't want that, that baseline number to change. Cause now they have something that you know, they, they got to beat, you know, they're all, they, they get yeah. pretty competitive. They like playing games and video games and sports and stuff. So it, it's one of those things where that's where you kind of get about really it's, it almost comes down not so much about the uh, building science or the high performance side. It's almost the, you got to beat the other class or the other house. That's cool. That's kind of where you have to trick them into being excited about it. Yeah. Have you, have you heard of be opt? I don't think so. It's a building energy optimization. It's a, our department of energy put out this um, energy modeling software for homes. The reason I bring it up is so you can, you can model a really rudimentary home and then put in your specs for it, what type of furnace, what type of insulation. I think they have a factor for the air leakage um, that you, your home actually has. And so I, I could probably model this for you and send it, but like the difference oh, yeah. between uh, ACH values and then what that what that energy spend and the the BTUs you actually use in a year, um, like the, the change to go down to 0.5 versus a conventional home is two. So I, I'm going to look that up and see if I can send you something because yeah, yeah I, it's, it's pretty, you know, the science of it, like it's pretty drastic when, when you get into it, how much you're spending and just air not being where you want it to be, you know? Yeah, well, to kind of show an example. So Travis Brungart, if you're familiar with him, he came with Jake. Uh, to, and so uh, when they did that blower door, and so while Jake was talking to the kids, Travis and I are like, let's, let's, let's see something. So we had our, we had casement windows, triple glazed casement windows and from Marvin. And he's like, let's open one of these up and let's see what it takes to get to three ACH 50 while the blower door is on. So we, he, and that window is five foot tall. So I think we had to open it up about two and a half, three inches. So to have, you know, a, three ACH 50 house for our house. They had to have a five foot tall casement window opened about two and a half inches wide. So that one, that's, that's where we showed the kids be like, look, here's where code saying we need to be. So right now I have to live in this house with this window open all the time to be what, you know, what they're saying code should be. And I get a nice, you know, like I told them, especially people live in the old farmhouse around here. I said, and your house is way beyond that three. <laughs> So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so what kinds of jobs do the kids get most excited about? Like, how do you manage a group of teenagers on a building site? You know, there's 12 of them. That's way more than the average crew of any discipline, you know? Yeah. Um, how do you organize days and, and things like that? So... Uh, we do a pretty good job. Try to break them down in the groups, uh, which helps out. Sometimes that works. Sometimes we just all have to be at doing the same thing or whatever. Uh, the kids love framing. Everybody loves framing. I always love framing. You know, whenever you think building a house, you think framing. So framing is pretty easy. The kids get really gun ho and excited about that. Um, they hate finished work. Well, most hate finished work because sanding, trim, touching up, things like that. Same thing for me. Um, 
that's where I really wish we had more girls in the program because their detail, like impatience seem to be so much better, especially at those levels. Not that they don't excel at the other levels too. Just that's one place where I definitely see a big difference. Um, now when it comes to like the specialty trades, you know, electric electricians, plumbing, HVAC, things like that. I ask kids if they have a, an interest in it. Cause it's one of those things where instead of just assigning a group to do whatever, say go and start hooking up outlets on electrical or whatever. I try to find kids who are, cause we, I've had a couple of kids go into the electric union. Um, so I let those kids work on electric time. Some kids really wanted to work on plumbing. So I let them work on it. Um, now all, all of them get to learn how to do an outlet and a switch and these common things that you're going to need around your house. Uh, but when it comes into getting into, you know, the rough ends and all that stuff and the nitty gritty stuff, um, I kind of find out who's really interested in, in doing it and let them go. It kind of works out better for me. I get less resistance. Um, even though the kids build a whole house, they're not coming out as masters of anything. Uh, it's just, it's a really, it's a crash course on all of it for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that's kind of how I manage that day to day. Uh, I break them up in the groups. I give them their tasks and, uh, hopefully I pick the right group to do the right task. I do encourage when, so like for a siding example, if a, if a group's working on siding, nice thing with siding, you get a couple groups working around the house, you know, multiple walls. Um, Sometimes the kids will get, they'll have a guy that's a really good cut man. Some guy's a good, really good installer. And sometimes they'll just roll with it. I try to encourage them to try every job inside the process. Um, but by the time we get to siding, most of them, the cutting skills are all acquired and things like that. But uh, we have some kids that are just, they're great cut men. They love it. They always volunteer and want to do it. So I, I try not to fight the, fight the current, right? <laughs> it's make yeah. the job easier on myself if it, they're enjoying it because they're, they're going to pick up stuff. Like I said, everyone, sometimes people are like, oh, well, they need to learn. I'm like, yeah, but they do, and they do learn some, but ultimately, they're. it's kind of funny. You build a whole house, and you say they didn't learn a lot, but they do learn a lot collectively, but they learn a little in each step, um, mm -hmm. and th so that's how that kind of goes. So I, 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 try to, I try to let the kids kind of control that a little bit to an extent. Yeah, that's cool. Is there anything, is, is there any part of the house you don't do or the kids don't do? Um. Yeah, we so we sub out foundation, which this this year we actually so when we sub anything out, we help. So we did foundation and the kids helped where needed. Um, roofing when putting the shingles on, uh, we sub out the roofing, uh, and then we sent a couple kids up each time to work with the guys. The, uh, well, actually, there's just one guy roofing, so they went up and was the uh, kind of the shingle pitcher, and he also showed them how to you know run some rows of shingles and stuff. So, and then again, we get the guys who are comfortable being on the roof, being tied off, put put up there. And then HVAC is another one because uh, I'm a carpenter by trade. So HVAC is another one the kids work with, whoever's coming in working with us. Um, plumbing and electrical, our, our plum, licensed plumber and electrician just kind of pop in and make sure everything's good to go with things. I'm, I'm, I've got enough knowledge where I can pretty much get us to where we need to be. And then they just kind of check and make sure everything's good before we close things up. So yeah, we, we sub out a little bit, but I mean, kids, I don't know, somewhere between 95, 98% of it's all done by students. And I, I joke around, I just watch, but I get my hands in there a little bit, but yeah. I, I try to do as little as possible on my end, on my end too. So 
That's that's awesome. Uh, do you ever do you ever like run out of stuff to do on the sure. on the site? Yep. What happens sometimes, on those days? Um, sometimes it's like, hey, I need four of you, and especially when we're finishing up things, and, and they're high school kids. There, there's there's not a battle. There's usually a battle of as much as some of those kids want to be there, they don't mind sitting around and playing on their phones for a day too. It just happens. Gotcha. It's not my favorite days because then I always have to worry about what they're doing. Uh, this group's pretty good. Um, they, they're pretty well behaved and stuff. And uh, in, in, in if I know we're going to have like a few days of like just not many hands are needed, what we'll do is we'll I'll break them up in groups. So like, okay, Monday, you guys are going to take care of this. Tuesday, you guys, this group will take care of this. So we spread it out. Um, the good thing is that's not a lot of the days. That's more towards the end of the project uh, as we're finishing things up. But occasionally we have days where, or sometimes even if you have the groups going, sometimes not everybody in the group gets to do stuff. But so I, you know, I, sometimes I encourage, hey, you just got to pay attention to watch and try to learn by doing stuff. So they do a pretty good job with high school kids. So it's, um, you know, Instagram may think I make it look easy, but it's not always. It's, it's not always smooth, <laughs> but most yeah. days, for the most part, it's pretty good most days. So it's, um, yeah, it's any teacher will tell you the same thing. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the ratio between like um, training um, demonstrations versus the kids physically doing stuff? Uh, I keep it very heavy on them doing stuff. That's why they're out there. That's why they want to be there. They get anxious. These are kids who don't like to sit and be told what to do, you know, as far as yeah. in a school setting, not that they can't follow direction stuff. They just don't like to be, they don't like to be preached at. Right. Uh, so depending on what the process is, or the, the, you know, so like windows, we're getting, we're, we're getting ready to install windows soon. Uh, so I do a couple things, either a, a professional comes out and demonstrates because your kids at home don't listen to you, but they listen to your teachers. The kids that's in your class don't listen to teachers, but they listen to someone else. Right. It just, it, it just works that way. So anytime I can bring another professional in, even though I'm totally capable of doing it and may tell them the exact same words they say and show them the exact same way, it works better bringing in a professional. So we do, I try to do that as much as possible now, especially with COVID restrictions have um, lightened up for us. Uh, that makes things way easier on that again. Um, but really it's usually maybe 15, 20 minutes depending on what we're doing hey i'm going to show you how to go through a few safety things you know when we're framing walls with the nail guns or whatever cap anything we have to do with safety then it's get going like uh and the nice thing is once they do it once for, so, so we're doing soffit right now they're soft panels well i have some kids that they just show up they grab the tools they need to do and they start running the soffit it's because we've already went through the whole process so uh, those, those are always nice when we get into those modes, they're pretty short lived, you know, cause to go around a 1600 square foot house with aluminum soffit doesn't take long. It goes pretty quick. Um, but yeah, it's the same with framing things like that. Once, once they do it, they, they, they get excited cause then they want to finish the task too. So, um, they try to encourage me to not let the next group finish it for them. So they can come back and finish the next day. And sometimes I can accommodate those requests too, but, uh, yeah, trip. The pre the you know preaching teaching kind of thing, very limited. Uh, some weeks, you know, it may be 20, 20 minutes a day. Some some maybe twenty minutes for the whole week. They want to yeah, do wow. so we let them do. Yeah, I I think that's so cool. I had a, 
I had a um, like engineering tech class in high school where I got to learn AutoCAD and this was 20 yeah. years ago and we were, we were doing Revit and um, Inventor and, and stuff like that. And it's like to get on a computer and just have a teacher go like, hey, just go design something was fundamental in my career. Like that's most of the skills that I learned then are what I use day to day. So yeah, it's it's really neat to see that there's other other programs, other avenues out there. Um, speaking of the, the office in the field, what are you like? So I see like guys like Jake and Steve interact and they have like such a healthy relationship and respect for each other. Um, but that's not the norm, right? (laughs) The norm in the construction industry is the field hates the office. You know, the people drawing the plans and sending out the details. Like, do you have any thoughts on bridging that gap? Do you talk about that much with your students? Um, yeah, the so I always talk about don't screw the next guy, right? If uh, yeah, and and the best part we are the next guy. So if we put a framing member in the way where we're gonna do some plumbing and we got to cut out or head her off or whatever, well now we have to do that, right? Uh, if we put something in the way, the plumbing in a way where the HVAC's got to go, we got to cut it out and redo it. So I I, I definitely use that as a way to make sure you communicate with everyone on the, on the project. And, um, so for, you know, for us, we, we, we don't do, Steve provided a house, a floor plan for us. He already had drawn up. He's, you know, something that worked out great for, uh, he actually had a whole handful of, Hey, go through the list, pick whichever one you think is going to be great for you and we'll run with it. Um, so we haven't had to do like a lot of communication with, Steve and asking all this question stuff because it's you know plan was already said it was pretty simple things like that now obviously more complex jobs you're going to get more tied into the management side of the project as well yeah um but one thing I do want to start implementing I did just recently get my master's in construction management uh, mostly a because I get a pay increase for the school but also just to kind of better familiarize myself with um that side of the project you know being being a small town remodel or things like that projects don't get over the a house about as complex as it gets, but I want the kids yeah. to understand that there's, you know, you can go on and do, and I bring, I have a buddy that works for, for Gil Bain, um, you know, a huge builder worldwide and he's a senior project manager for them. And he comes in and talks to them and, you know, he goes over all the aspects of what's, you know, all these moving parts and stuff. And, and I, kids know, you know, communications is a big thing. Like you got to talk to whoever you, and, and you got to be, and then, you know, when you have that many kids, for the most part, they all get along, but not always. So that's where this whole getting along, communicating thing starts to come into play when you have a whole bunch of kids on the job site. So that, that's where I utilize that opportunity to teach the communication side. Like when you guys got to talk to each other, you got to work together. You, you got to be a team. I don't, I don't care if you're mad at so-and-so you know, for these next two hours, you guys are best friends and you got to get this wall up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. Right. That, that's kind of where those lessons, those life lessons come in. Yeah. And I think even on the project management end, like even if they don't go into managing a whole house, like for them to grasp that if you're going to be a, a plumber, electrician or framer and get two crews out there, like your life is going to be project management a lot. And if they can understand that, like, they both know framing and how to manage. It can make a killing. <laughs> like there is yeah. so much opportunity um, 
in the world right now for for people like that. And so, yeah, I hope I hope that your um, your students grasp that because yeah, there's a, they're getting a really really neat opportunity here. Yeah. Well, I tell them, I go, you don't have to be the guy swinging the hammer or out. Some kids just hate the cold. I'm like, I'm like, you guys can work in marketing. You can work in business, management, finance, law, sales, education. I said, our industry, having this industry background, I go, every time we have a sales rep or a product rep on the job site, then they come do stuff with the kids. I mean, they're always asking these guys questions. Product rep guys probably get more questions asked about their job than anyone else that shows up on the job site. Interesting, and because this group, we, I, I definitely got some entrepreneur-minded guys in the group. In the group, so their you know their brains are thinking a little bit more differently than just the people who hey I want to build houses for Run Wire because I think that's fun and cool. So that's why I tell them I said and, and uh, Danny from Gilbane tells the same things like guys learn use this trade knowledge you guys are gaining whatever you want because you do just about anything other professional profession in the trades industry and make good money. Yeah. Yeah, you really can. What are your, what are your, some of your goals for the next, next couple of years in this program? What are you looking at? Um, I want passive house tacked onto it. Um, I, I've been I like, it's one of those things where not, it's not that I really need that plaque or anything. And I understand that comes with extra, extra costs. Although I've been, I've been luckily from IBS, I connecting with some people who um, may make this a lot easier for me as far as, you know, the um, certification and, and the uh, um, side of things. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I, 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 I would have said in the next five, you know, within the next three houses, maybe have the passive house, you know, level house, I'm going to say we might do it in the next one or two houses um, just from the connections from IBS and people wanting to work with us and, you know, in, in that community really wanting to get, you know, keep making a splash on social media and in the industry and, you know, educating the youth and the stuff. So that community has been great as well. So I'm really starting to get tied in with them. So I'm super excited about that. And plus, for me, like I said, I'm competitive with myself. So the next house has to be better. So you, you, I'm ultimately climbing to a passive house um, level as far as, you know, what these houses can do right now, you know, pretty good house is kind of the model we follow um, with the Emily Mottram and those guys and the BS and beer crew and stuff. And they're coming out with their, their book will be coming out here soon. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the big goal. Um, obviously the good thing, is the kids are always learning, you know, measuring, cutting, that you know the, the technical skills is always happening regardless by default but this whole keep pushing the uh, better building idea I, I think has really become my biggest focus of the major goal for the program so that's the big that's the big next yeah. big thing that's awesome that's possibly mod, you know panelized or modulated building will probably happen with us as one time and i'd like to do at least one complete um rehab you know about do a remodel and bring it up you know in high energy model that's so cool awesome matt well um where can people find you where can they follow along uh instagram is probably the easiest build underscore learn underscore teach um i'm very responsive and active on there i'm also on linkedin which is just my name matt bloomquist uh i've also been uh diving over onto the hammer app if anybody's familiar with the hammer app which is kind of a 
best way to describe it is Instagram, LinkedIn combined together, but it's all for the trades. Um, oh, so, interesting. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. So that, that they've, I don't, I forget how many years they've been out, but they're, um, Breck, um, I've the co-founder of that I've, I've gotten to know him and, um, so, so there's some good stuff happening over on Hamrap, but like I said, it's it's very similar to an Instagram and stuff. It's just completely trades, like that. That's what it's it's all for. It's all trade stuff. So um, that's probably the easiest way to get hold of me or find me right now. Definitely Instagram, and then and I'm I'm very receptive to whatever. So, so you can send me DMs, whatever. I I do to respond back and connect and all that good stuff. So, so. awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. And um, yeah, wish you and your class nothing but the best. Yeah, thanks, Adam. This is great, man. That wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned at the beginning, this is the podcast, Builder versus Buyer. But hey, if you got here, you probably clicked on that somewhere. So you already know that. What you may not know is I would love to hear from you. I am on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, I think that's about it. And YouTube. Um, a good way to get a hold of me is at Burnham Design Co. on all those platforms. That's B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. Um, send me a message. Shoot me an email. If you have any questions, please ask the show. I would love to answer those. There are times when I do some TikTok and Facebook Lives as well. Um, so I will let you know through those channels if one's coming up in the future. And then you can join in and ask live questions. If you got a build going on, that's a great time for that. Thanks so much and have an awesome week.